Welcome to the second season of Alternative Parenting Podcast, where we learn how to guide our kids to find their own path while supporting them in cultivating traits that will empower them to live a life of fulfillment, meaning, and satisfaction. I'm your host, Efrat Amira. Hello and welcome back. This is episode 12. We can know every parenting tool in the book, but if we don't solve our own unresolved issues from childhood, we will find ourselves stuck in our same patterns, wondering why it is so hard to use the tools we learned in the heat of the moment. Our kids put a mirror in front of us every day, and sometimes we see things we don't like in that mirror, and that can be very hard. We can continue learning more, reading more, but at the end of the day, the only way of getting unstuck is by healing our past hurts. I'm not suggesting that I can help you do that in this one episode. For some, there are very deep wounds that need to be healed, and that require much more than what I will be talking about today. But what I want to offer you is a place to start your healing journey. In this episode, I want to guide you through a retrospection into your own childhood to help you make sense of your own patterns and why you behave the way you do in different situations in your parenting. This retrospective can sometimes be a little overwhelming for some of us that had a difficult childhood or not the best relationship with their parents, but it is essential for us to heal our own inner child. If you want to dive deeper into this work of healing, I recommend starting off with reading Daniel Siegel's and Mary Herzl's book, Parenting from the Inside Out, as the first step in this journey. While reflecting back, be gentle on yourself, take it slow, share your feelings and thoughts with a close person that you trust. I also want to assure you, this is not about judging our parents or blaming them. They did the best that they can with the tools available to them at the time, as you are doing right now. We just want to get more awareness of our own patterns. In the first episode, I talked about the benefits of creating a secure attachment with our children and about the four S's that guide us to do so. Make our children feel safe and seen. Soothe them as needed until they learn to self-soothe and establish a lens of security through which they view themselves, relationships, and the world in general. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, be sure to listen to it after this one. All the aspects of creating a secure attachment depend on our ability to be present with our children. If we want them to feel safe and not become the source of threat for them, we need to work on our own emotional baggage and heal the parts that trigger us in certain situations with our children. If we want to make our children feel seen, we need to be able to recognize our own perceptions and points of view that create our lens of reality. And if we want to teach our children self-soothing, we need to be able to help them soothe through our own self-regulation. 
all aspects of safety depend on our own inner work and healing. So let's dive in. In the book, Parenting from the Inside Out, we learn that our present experience is shaped by our past experiences through our memories. There are two types of memories, implicit and explicit. Implicit memories are our unconscious memories that are formed from birth and maybe even before that. These memories are what establish our mental models. Our mental models are the way our mind creates generalizations of experiences. These are basically the filters through which we interpret the world that will affect the way that we see the world and be in it. After our first birthday, the other type of memories start to form, our explicit memories. These are factual and autobiographical. The integration of both types of memories help us resolve our issues. Telling the story of something that happened to us in the past creates an explicit memory that helps us make sense of our experience. That is why it is also greatly important to help our children create their own explicit memories by telling them stories of what happened to them, showing them pictures from when they were young, and talking about their daily experiences. When we make sense of our story, we integrate between our implicit and explicit memories and make thoughtful choices about how we parent. We get back the control of our behavior and support the healthy development of our children and of ourselves. If the relationship with our caregivers wasn't one that gave us the secure base we want to give our children, it will be hard for us to do so for them. But our history is not our destiny and science has taught us that we can overcome our past and even if we didn't have the best experience growing up, we can still provide it for our children. The first step is by making sense of our history. This process is the beginning of earning a secure attachment to ourselves. Making sense of our childhood story, understanding the way that we were raised, our life experiences, our relationship with our parents and how all this affects our attachment quality to our caregivers. Our interaction with our parents or caregivers affect the way we connect to others, manage our emotions and understand and make sense of our inner world. There are four attachment styles, secure, insecure avoidant, insecure ambivalent and insecure disorganized. Put it most simply, Secure attachment is when you had a present and attuned parent or caregiver that took care of your emotional needs as well as your physical ones. The insecure avoidant model is when your emotional needs were not met and attuned to. The insecure ambivalent model is when your needs were met but in an unpredictable manner. And in the insecure disorganized one, your caregiver was a source of stress and threat repeatedly. I want to stress that these are all theoretical categories and human beings are complex. You may find yourself resonating with more than one style of attachment or even with all of them. You may see patterns in yourself from different models in different interactions. Don't try to force yourself into one category, but rather try to see the implications that the different styles can have on the way that you parent. I will start with explaining the quality of the relationship with our caregivers and after that I will talk about how they may affect 
the way that we parent today. These descriptions are taken from the Jai Institute for Parenting. I'm going to start with a secure attachment. If you had a secure attachment as a child, especially in your first few years of life, your primary caregiver was connected to herself and reliable, empathized with you verbally and non-verbally, was self-regulated and grounded, tried to understand where your behaviors come from, and was not threatened by them, encouraged you to talk about your feelings and your inner experience, apologized when she made mistakes, soothed you whenever needed, day and night, took care of her needs, modeled compassion, and was imperfect. If this was your experience growing up, you probably feel confident providing a safe haven and a secure base to your child. You're able to see beneath his behavior into his feelings and needs. You are grounded and seek closeness and connection. You're able to differentiate between your experiences, thoughts, and feelings, and those of your child. You're able to stay calm and present while your child is grumpy or upset, while modeling regulation. You communicate feelings and needs and actively decondition your parenting from harsh punishments, covert punishments, or power over or under parenting tactics. On the other hand, if you had an insecure avoidant attachment, as a child, your primary caregiver may have ignored you or your attempts to meet your needs for connection. They may not be present in their own bodies. They may have become angry at you for small things and had limited capacity for feeling or witnessing emotions. They may have struggled with vulnerability and avoided close connection with you. They may have expressed verbally or non-verbally that you were a burden or a handful, perhaps having this belief about themselves as well. If this was your experience as a parent, you may not be able to truly connect and understand what your child needs. You may see your child as needy and feel resentful at times or suffocated about how much they depend on you. You want your child to be self-sufficient at an incredibly young age. You need a lot of space from your child and view your child as clingy. You may struggle to hold space for your child's feelings and think they are overdramatic. You may deny vulnerability. You may want your child to self-soothe at a young age. You feel that emotions are uncomfortable and inconvenient. If you had the third type of attachment, insecure ambivalent attachment, as a child, your primary caregiver may have given help to you when you didn't need it and withheld help when you did. They may have believed they needed to save you from your feelings with constant reassurance or distracting you from upsets. They were not emotionally reliable, sometimes very present and warm, sometimes distant and cold. They felt very insecure and afraid of their job as parents, constantly doubted themselves. They experienced a lot of anxiety while tending to you, which as a child you inevitably absorbed into your developing brain and nervous system. They may express with body language and verbal cues that you were stupid, incompetent, not able to do anything right, or will never learn. Or they may have had these unconscious beliefs about themselves, which radiated as unspoken and normalized truth within the family system. 
If this was your experience growing up as a parent with your child, you don't set limits or expectations, fearing that your child is going to be mad at you. You have difficulty giving your child space when requested or allowing anyone else to help, constantly worrying that your child needs you to rescue them. You may feel the need for your child to be calm and regulated so you can be calm and regulated. You may worry about the child's well-being and obsess over illness or worst-case scenarios. If you had the fourth type of attachment, the disorganized attachment, as a child, your primary caregiver may have acted in ways that scared you, with no repair process after the scary events. They may have feared your feelings, especially your cries. Your emotions were too much. They may have been emotionally distraught much of the time, whether outward, presenting, or something that you sensed. They practiced authoritarian parenting, was not able to create a safe environment or protect you from harm. They swung between despondent and depressed and angry and erratic. They screamed chronically, used name-calling, threats, shame, and fear tactics to control your behavior, used corporal punishments such as spanking, hitting, slapping, pinching, ear-pulling, jabbing, shoving, or choking. If this was your experience growing up, as a parent with your child, you may become enraged very easily, suddenly snapping nearly every day feeling a total hate or rage for your child that seemingly come from nowhere. You may scream, hit, threat with violence, or use derogatory language to get your children to obey. You may feel out of control much of the time. You may struggle with chronic reactivity and be unable to stand your child's big feelings. You may take your child's behaviors and words personally. You may feel that any kind of feedback for your child is harsh criticism of you. You may become angry easily and direct your anger into your child, making your child fear you. And you may struggle to have any kind of connection with your child other than command and obey. If you need to read these descriptions again, you can find them in the file section of Marsupial Mama Facebook group. And you can dig deeper into this and understand better how this affects your parenting in the book The Peaceful Parenting Revolution by Kiva Schuler. Understanding our own style of attachment with our caregivers is the first step of making sense of our life story. By creating our own narrative, we start to heal our own past and take a step towards earning a secure attachment. So, for example, Contemplating on these descriptions may help you make sense of your reactions or behaviors such as My mother ignored my attempts to get my needs met as a child. That is why I sometimes have a hard time to understand what my son needs. Or My dad always felt like he had to save me from my feelings and I didn't learn how to self-regulate. So I need my daughter to be calm and regulated so I can be calm and regulated. Or My caretaker used to punish me severely and spank me, so today I become very angry towards my son and make him fear me. Creating these explicit memories help us make sense of our life stories and gain awareness of our patterns and unresolved issues. By understanding these connections, we take the first step towards healing our own inner child. 
Remember your history is not your destiny. You can always heal your past and become the parent you wish to be. I know this episode was probably intense for some of you. Take your time with this and share your insights with someone that you feel safe with. You're also welcome to ask questions in the private group Marsupial Mamas on Facebook. And I'm sure that you will find the community support there. You are doing your best and the fact that you are here makes you an amazing parent. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode and was inspired to make small shifts in your parenting that will support your kids to bring forth their full potential while living a life of ease and well-being. To support the show, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show. Leaving a comment can be very helpful in promoting the show on the podcast platform. If you think that this can benefit other parents, please share this podcast with them. I invite you also to follow my Instagram account, Alternative Parenting Coach, and join my private Facebook group, Alternative Parenting, where I would love to hear your thoughts about the episode, what you learned, what inspired you, or what you didn't agree with. Your feedback is extremely valuable to me, as we are all in this process together, living, learning, and evolving. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.